0: From the front line, It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We, we are the, the Forum, Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Here, 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 y'all. got another episode of Zoola Unfiltered, man. I want to get into this Ticketmaster master. Senate hearing that was uh, on display earlier this week at the U.S. Capitol. I think this is a very fascinating topic and I, something I wanted to discuss, especially after I watched the entire hearing for myself. Uh, but before we get into all that, com is the website. So you can listen to past episodes on the podcast tab from the website, either or you could go to your streaming devices. You can go to Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Apple, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, IR Radio, Podcast Republic, which is my personal favorite, but, you know, you can stream Bleed Blue Show through those uh, platforms, but I want to get into this Ticketmaster City hearing because I, I really think this is a very, very fascinating topic. You just can't address this on one of our regular episodes with uh, hockey, basketball, football, you know, baseball, you can't, you just can't tackle it all-in-one And the reason why is from a sports fan perspective, right? I personally, Steve, uh, I am not a season ticket holder, right? And I think most fans are not that. They're not season ticket holders, you know? We talked about that years ago as far as the, the, the hierarchy when it comes to fans. Most fans in sports, pro level, college level, fall into the level where I fall at as far as you, you randomly go to games. And for most of our lives, especially me, if you're about a Gen Xer, Millennial, most of our lives tickets have been uh, bought on Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster has predominantly uh, had the third-party uh, ticket uh, you know sales uh, before the online sales. Let's let's take it back a little bit. Before online uh, sales, for the most part, you had to go through a broker. A lot of back in, I would say even. Before the uh, 2000s, before the 21st century, most ticket sales for your sporting events uh, were through brokers. And let's let's put concerts in that same category. Sports, concerts, things of that nature. If you're at an arena or in a stadium, if you wanted to see a live event, sports or musical acts. Now like, let's put the concerts. Concerts. Somebody want to sing R&B, rap, whatever you know, rock, rock and roll uh heavy metal like most tickets were bought through a broker a third party they were the the, the agent in between the venue and, and the broker and ticket master for the majority of my lifetime have always been the, the you know unless you went into the unless you went to the stadium yourself and bought it at the stadium before the event most people will call in to like a 1-800 number for Ticketmaster and bought their tickets through Ticketmaster, right? Or get it through this agent, you know, some sort of uh, a small business who is a broker agency. So, but fast forward to the 21st century, I think everybody gets their tickets on, through an app or i would say through that. Let's, let's, put it, let's leave it like that. Let's leave it at that. And Ticketmaster, for the most part, has dominated the ticket, the ticket um, sales industry, uh, but this is a, a little interesting uh, twist to this because this, this Ticketmaster Taylor Swift uh, fiasco, uh, this hearing, was what it's about. Because uh, let's go back to November. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not even gonna lie. But back in mid-November, uh, she has a big concert coming out, uh, that Eras tour, that the sales was supposed to go on, on sale on November 15th and ticketmaster had a lot of issues uh with uh getting the sales of these tickets for a lot of other reasons uh outside of let's say uh the the realm of ticketmaster meaning the biggest problem was this so-called bot situation so let's let's even go back a little bit um when you bought tickets through a broker they're verif- they're basically your verified tickets if you want to go to a sporting event or or a concert now there was always times where if you pulled up to a stadium even even today's times you could do this at the stadium uh, but it's a risky you may be able to buy a ticket off a of scalper and to me the scalper of yesteryear is kind of what the bot is through this year meaning uh, the bots are uh, are are basically designed to throw a monkey wrench in the pl- in the plans of uh, concert goers, sports people goers, uh, brokers, the promoters. They they cause a hot mess. So basically, when you buy a ticket on Ticketmaster, right, and you, you always gotta check that box that says I'm not a robot. That's to make sure the website knows that it's not a bot. Trying to clog in and throw a monkey wrench in the in the, in the event of sale. So let's let's fast forward to this ticket here, this Ticketmaster hearing situation. There's a lot of complaint from uh, the people of America who are trying to go to this Taylor Swift concert because it sold out quickly. But the way Ticketmaster has done things over the last decade plus, let's say since 2010, since Live Nation's been on board it's been somewhat of a disappointing service for the people who are interested in buying tickets and they, they couldn't get the tickets because Ticketmaster was held up by bots. On top of that, there's this also a complaint with other broker broker agencies who are trying to get into the game, accusing Ticketmaster as a monopoly. So since 2010, Live Nation has been involved with Ticketmaster as a, you know, as a duo, as a, you know, concerts, uh, as a, a, a promotion. They, they kind of hold the ground in three major areas that really, what are smaller agencies like your seat geeks, uh, your event brights. Although people have bought tickets, including me, through those avenues, they feel they don't have enough market share to compete with Ticketmaster, and they think Ticketmaster is moving in a, as in a monopoly. So what happened was in this November 15th situation with Taylor Swift, Ticketmaster has this thing called a verified fan program, right? To sign up for, you know, if, you, if you're on a Ticketmaster account, you can sign up for this verified fan program for that tour. You could pick the city, you could pick the dates, uh, where, where you want to attend. And the problem with that situation was the bots tried to cut into that. So fast forward, what? December, January, about less than two months. The Senate hearing occurred uh, earlier in this week from the, from the airing of this, this episode of this, talking about it, right. Led by um Senator from Minnesota, uh, Amy Klobuchar and Senator from Utah, Mike Lee. And, you had a lot of conversation of capitalism versus competition. Uh, Ticketmaster has graphs on the venues has been alleged, or you could say sworn under oath, that Ticketmaster seventy percent of the concert market uh, are and Ticketmaster owns seventy percent of the uh, the market and the venues. So basically. If you go to amphitheaters, like they may not have it in big football stadiums or basketball ball and uh, hockey arenas. Sometimes a lot of these concerts, especially during the summer, are held in amphitheaters and Ticketmaster owns a lot of them nationwide. Um, Ticketmaster also has this situation with the innovation where they had these three to seven year agreements with these venues uh and and then if they don't if they don't own it they have these, these 3 seven, 3 to 7 year um leases so it's hard for the Seat geek people the eventbrite people dot tickets.com people to and then these axios people to cut into what ticketmaster has dominated they they sell tickets they promote it and they got, and they got the venues through owning or renting it so um Hey, fast forward, the CEO of Ticketmaster, he testified, I guess you could say testify sworn, sworn under oath, however you want to say it. He says um, that they do not set the prices. Ticketmaster, the CEO, he says they do not set the prices uh, of those tickets or the number of those tickets that go on sale or the service fees. So now, you know, as you know, as sports fans, when you look for a seat at a game, football basketball hockey baseball whatever you know you, you see the base price for that seat you know it could be fifty dollars a hundred dollars whatever you already know how this shit works if you you by the time you hit the checkout you see all these additional fees added you see the taxes for local le- le- local jurisdiction you see the service fees uh that's for the venue itself that's charging you to be there on top of the base price for the, you leasing that seat. So there was a lot of terminology I thought was interesting, and I didn't really think of it before. How, you, how people say, okay, I always looked at going to a game, because I don't go to concerts. I go to mostly games. The only things I kind of usually check out personally outside of sporting events is like jazz, like live, live music, like with instruments, not necessarily singers, rappers, shit like that. Um, I never looked at it from a perspective that I was buying oh not even buying I was leasing a seat at the venue I always looked at it as uh I I Steve I go on Ticketmaster SeatGeek whatever I'm buying a I'm buying my seat to watch my team play versus the team uh they're facing against that's how I always looked at it but the way they looked at it which is also true when you think about it I Steve am leasing the seat at this venue for this time of this event, it's actually they're basically the same thing, two sides of the of a coin. It's the same shit if you really think about it you buy a ticket to watch a team, or you're leasing the seat for about a three four hour period for whatever event you're attending. so that type of terminology was on display in this u s Senate hearing. You should check it out. It's um, you go on, the uh, you know, the the archives. Uh, probably uh, Google it on the internet, video streams, or whatever news network covers you follow. You you can find the video, like live, uninterrupted, no panel discussion. You could watch it, see it for yourself. Well, anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, so, Joel Bertol, the CEO of uh, Ticketmaster, he said, you know, like I said, he does. He said that Ticketmaster doesn't set the prices; they don't uh set out the number of tickets that go on sale or the service fees that's maintained by the, the stadium or the arena or the revenue. He said that since two thousand and nine over eighty percent testified uh they're, they're 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 verified the market but now Ticketmaster according to him they have more competition, right? So he says also Ticketmaster invested millions to their technology uh, to eliminate fraud, to eliminate the bots. So if you remember Ticketmaster, if you go on their website years ago, they never really had that situation where you had to click that box to make sure you're not a robot, click these pictures, you know, how many boats you see in this uh, collage of pictures. You know, we all have done this before. So you can relate to what I'm saying based on what they were say, uh, saying as far as bots, they eliminate bots from clogging up the system. Uh, historical process, and this is something I didn't even take into account as a sports fan, uh, viewer, a guy who goes to games. You know, I didn't realize that back in the 40s, this is what was testified. They said um, back, you know, after the war, late 40s, early 50s, something similar kind of happened. A historical perspective from the movie industry, I guess because remember, before Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, Everybody went to a movie theater to watch a movie. That was just how it was back in the day, right? And you had those ticket situations. They I didn't know that, but they kind of said in a historical perspective of how you had to buy a ticket. You didn't want to get scalped for a ticket. Uh, it's almost the same thing. So you the laws had to catch up with the times. So... You said, you had other people who testified. There was a guy, a singer-songwriter from Manhattan, Clyde Lawrence. Uh, you know, he's you know he says he's toured for seven years. He was a, uh, he says he doesn't re- he doesn't receive a cent on the Ticketmaster fee. He he's you know he kind of he was kind of uh, from what I gathered a guy who was, came off as genuine and spoke from his perspective how Ticketmaster was a monopoly because a lot you know there's a lot of big time. Uh, artists out there like Taylor Swift, and you have the smaller people on the smaller circle who tour around local bars trying to get put on, like the Clyde Lawrence's, who says, you know, Ticketmaster, uh, it makes it hard for them to get put on and cut into the market because they're, A, the ticket people, the people who sells the tickets, the promoter, and they drive the fees. I mean, they, they corner the market so well. They're the promoter, they're the venue, and they're the ticket company, And that was... M- makes them the perception of them being the monopoly these small bands despise, uh, in and in and all of this, right? So go back to Joe Burchitov, the um the CEO of Ticketmaster, the influence of bots. And how why do I bring this up? Because, you know, we've had a big thing on social media for the, like the last six, seven years about what influences elections. And I'm not going to go down that political route. I'm just saying why the bots thing is a big deal in 21st century when you, when it comes to technology, because we've seen it before on a political side. You've seen it in full display when it comes to you going to your concerts or your sporting events. Uh, to the point where one of the largest tours in American history got canceled because bots clogged up the system people who are trying to buy tickets verify tickets and that's the biggest problem of it all if you're a verifier you should be in and out with your ticket and how much it costs but the problem is it hung up the system for so long that they could not get in and they were bombing out on websites so there's a lot of back and forth from the owner side you know the the ticket master side they put in a lot of money to uh maybe they don't have the right people to The infrastructure when it comes to technology and bots, and then you have the people who are trying to get put on, the small businesses, uh, the small bands who want to get put on, but the Ticketmaster owns like damn near all the venues, like the smaller uh, amphitheaters, either through owning or leasing, and then on top of that, they sell the tickets. Most of them. Like, I'll even say a low percentage is 70%. It could be even higher. I don't know the true number. I'm just going off the numbers that they said in their, their, their testimonies, right? So you saw uh, Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, talk about it, how she was a big concert goer before she became a politician. You, you heard from Mike Lee from Utah saying the same thing. Uh, a big, you know, I thought this was a very fascinating topic because this is one of those areas it's not a right or wrong situation. It's not even about what you actually believe or disbelieve. It's just what actually occurred historically, how we know as a sports fan or a concert goer fan of how tickets are leveraged. Um, we've seen the prices of tickets go up. We talk about it here and there on, uh, on, on, on shows, right? Like you've heard the guys on the hockey show talk about how the garden isn't really the garden anymore because corporations bought up a lot of the seats. Back in the day, it was always catered to the, the blue-collar worker, the blue seats at the garden, right? The, the, like it was affordable. It was affordable to go to games. Um, now you had those situations within the teams and these franchises with the PSLS. That's a whole different conversation with season ticket holders. You know, buying a, you know, paying a, a down payment just to get in the game to buy tickets. But then we're just talking about the third party, where, like I said, it, this is more about people like me, which I think is mostly fans like myself who who go to games randomly throughout the year. And you go to t- Ticketmaster is your go-to probably for most people. There's other apps out there, and I'm pretty sure there's other apps people are favorable to, like their Vivid Seats, your seat geeks. So you may go through those options, but you see those feeds you get hit with, and, and you, this is the reason why. But little did I know that these smaller organizations, your seat geeks, your Tickets.com, your Eventbrite, things of that nature – feel like or they're saying or a legend that Ticketmaster is the monopoly. Now that's one thing I'm going to still continue to study on. This is something you guys can look up for yourself and have a conversation because I didn't see a lot of people having that conversation. Uh, well, if I didn't really necessarily look for it, to be quite honest with you. I, I'm just talking about in general. Like if you go on like a, a Twitter or a Facebook feed nobody's nec- necessarily talking about it day in and day out like, like they were. Like, let's say, uh, I don't know, the biggest topic of this year by far in sports was DeMar Hamlin, and rightfully so because the brother seems like a good brother who was doing a great things for the community and everything that happened to him on Monday Night Football. I didn't see that level of people talking about Ticketmaster, which I thought would have been, every, you know you know, not as – as popular as DeMar Hamlin, but almost on that level because we've all gone to games. Nobody really thought, think about it like that. Now, I, honestly, I don't think a lot of people, I think people knew about it because it was a headline. I don't know if a lot of people actually sat down and watched the testimonies as I did, as I'm explaining to what I heard, what I saw, and how I see how I'm trying to connect all these dots between big tech, social media impact, bots, uh, regulation, capitalism. This is a very loaded topic. I think is very fascinating. someday I'm gonna, i'm gonna, just within the next few weeks I'm gonna try to get everybody's opinion what their thoughts are cause I would love to hear what people have said because we all been down this road, right? We all been down this road. Um, what do I do? Do I think Ticketmaster is a is a monopoly? Whew Based on what I heard, no. Before I would not have said that. I would have said maybe of yesteryear. I thought of yesteryear Ticketmaster was. But as of now, I I think I still will say this based off of what I've heard because it's not I didn't realize that Ticketmaster was in three lanes. I thought they were primarily your um uh, your vent uh your uh your ticketing company. And uh, with Live Nation, your promoter. I didn't realize they owned a lot of the venues, and if they did not own them, they leased them up to seven years on average. That's hard to get around. So if you are, let's put yourself in the artist's uh, shoe. Let's say you are a Taylor Swift, and you're trying to get the bag because most artists make their money through concert tours. They don't make their majority of their revenue through album sales they get a certain percentage label gets certain, you know, a, a lot of that cut and you got to pay your producers your engineers and things of that nature right but your bread and butter is the concerts. every last one of them that's how you make your money and she lost a lot of money because Ticketmaster did not do their thing against the bot, big tech and, and and actually, I'll I'll even try to step overstep a little bit more when I talk about you know with bots, because we all know about I, I might be reaching a little bit, but follow me on this. We all know everything is digitally when we make uh, payments or we receive cash through direct deposit, uh, electronic payments, you know things of that nature, right? We don't necessarily write checks no more for the most part. Everything is online when it comes to how we move our currency. Hell, we got the, the terminology, cash at me, Venmo me. A lot of this money is that move digitally, but it's also susceptible to fraud. And that's the problem still because you have to put a lot of money in your infrastructure to prevent fraud. Bots are, are essentially fraud in the sense of they're there to disrupt the operations of an electronic technological business online through your e-commerce all right so bots are a major issue and and if you're a big company who are alleged monopoly clogging the the gate of other companies who are there trying to compete for market share this is the pushback and this is where how or why we are where we are when it comes to the uh, ticket master sales thingy right now that's that's just the way it is, man. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Whoo, man, that's a lot to unpack, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, I think Ticketmaster, to, to based on what I've heard from other sides, I did not take into consideration, like your smaller bands who are trying to get put on. Um, hey, man, it, it's a sucky situation because they, they figured out business-wise a model to sell your tickets, third-party your tickets, online your tickets, and through the venue, own the venue and lease the venue. How do you get around that um here's the other side of it um and i'm trying to be- I try to empathize with fans and and people who are trying to earn their money because they have an American right to do so. so I will go and say, yes, this is a monopoly right like i'm not a big see that's another thing like it doesn't affect me directly, but it does kind of you know I want to speak. To the fan who does go to these uh, singer concert, rapper concert, R&B, heavy metal, rock and roll, whatever your genre, salsa, whatever, whatever your, your cup of tea is, this affects you. This affects you in a way where if your, and a particular artist, we have daily lives, you go through the grinds of life, work hard, play hard, that was always my model all, my entire life, and there's a certain artist you listen to, a lot of music and you know, whoever, you know, this is your thing, you know, when you work out, you go to, you know, how you commute to your daily gig or whatever. Like you have somebody you you listen to who inspires you to get your day started or even wind down your day, right? So there comes a time this artist you want to see this person live. And and let's let's be honest. We just came off a, a COVID year of 2020, 2021, where most of it was locked down per se. You couldn't go nowhere. You were stuck in your house, your apartment, whatever. And this is your first opportunity to see someone like this. This Taylor Swift we're talking about. Oh, well, you could plug any artist name in 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 her, in her her spot, but this is Taylor Swift, and this is the situation that happened with her. You're trying to see this person live. And unfortunately, and even if you're a Ticketmaster Verified Band Program member, you cannot do it because of big tech and bots. (laughs) How do you get the fuck around that, right? You're not invested. You're not a shareholder in Ticketmaster stock, so you have no say in that, or a board member. So you really have no say in that, number one. Number two, they like I said they they have everything else. That's what makes them the monopoly. And I'm not saying they're a bad guy in it, per se. It's just it was one of those things where the regulation thing, the regulation game went. And I'm anti regulation. That's the irony in all this. And I'm not saying Ticketmaster should or shouldn't. They have Ticketmaster. The only way short term to get around this for Ticketmaster's own benefit is to. Find technology people and infrastructure or a system to minimize bots as possible. I don't think you can get around that. You just have to minimize it to a point that you can't, or a, a company or a third-party company through Ticketmaster who specializes in that type of IT uh, mal, you know, malware, uh, you know, Trojan horses, kind, kind of, kind of uh, situations. To get away from bots, like who could really minimize that to a point where people who are trying to buy these tickets can get to they can buy their tickets and sales can be made and services could be rendered. Big big topic, man. I really believe because this ties to the sports fan because it may not happen with your everyday football team, baseball team, basketball team, but concerts it could be very targeted where when the tickets go on sale, people are really lined up on the door, man. Because they, cause with, with, with sports, you have seasons. You know when those seasons are about to occur. Season ticket, uh, people already got their tickets when they already paid up front for their tickets, for their block of games. And it's easier where there's a situation where ticket season ticket uh, people, we sell their tickets to the, to the third market, i.e. Ticketmaster, again, <laughs> who own that market to the people like me. <laughs> Fascinating, fascinating topic, guys. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to see if I can put up a poll Uh, within a week, get people's thoughts on this. Because I don't think this is something people thought of, man. I really don't think so, man. I really don't. Uh, anyway, I lay down the, the groundwork of everything with the big tech, social media, the capitalism, the competition, the innovation, The dynamics, concerts, the owners, the musical artists, the CEO, the politicians, the the people trying to get put on, a lot, a lot, a lot to cover, man. But nonetheless, man, this is the episode of Azul Unfiltered. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give it a share. Uh, Send me a message. Leave your thoughts in the comments on on the pages, on what you thought on what I had to say, on what I heard from the sending. But don't take my word for it. You go and check it out for yourself and form your own opinion. I mean, that's all the bread and butter on this show, right? Because uh, the honor because Steve will act like a bot. And if you didn't watch it, you know, I will clip you off. Man. Just, <laughs> that's just the rules of how we roll over here, man. Azula filtered on the Ticketmaster uh, ticket Senate hearing on the, on the Bleed Blue Show. Uh, we will resume our episode, of course, accordingly of within the next week uh, on our squads. Uh, check out all of our affiliated uh, sports fan pages, uh, give them a like, a follow, comment, uh, help the uh, the uh, the conversation to keep going, man. On the on the Bleed Blue Show, man, uh, it's all unfiltered, man. I kept it light, man. I wasn't really ramped today. It was just something that I wanted to break down from what I saw and and how I see things. Bleed Blue, man. From the front line, it's not gonna work. Can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? (laughs) Blee blue, 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 blee blue blue, blee blue.